0: let's freaking go let's go let's talk about this god forsaken (laughs) show (laughs) uh hey
1: everyone welcome to please bless this podcast this is the podcast where two sisters talk about all things mormon and pop culture and sometimes child abduction sometimes we subject ourselves to what was it nine hours yeah. Dramatizing child abduction. Yeah. We're talking about the Peacock limited series, A Friend of the Family. Yeah. Um, And it was a lot of work to watch this show. Yeah. You're welcome, you guys. We, we really it. took one for the team.
0: We did. We watched it so you don't have to. Honestly, not that you would, because if I didn't do this podcast, I would not know about this show. Mm-hmm. I would simply not know about it.
1: I had a not a never Mormon friend text me and say I'm watching this crazy series on Peacock. Uh, they're Mormon, and then I did a little digging and was like, "Oh, I know this story." Yeah, so we did quite... find out about it from a listener and a
0: friend. Thanks, thanks so much. <laughs> Thank for you. The torture. I actually, I have, I actually don't know how long it took me to watch this show. Like. Oops. several weeks yeah to get through nine episodes (laughs) no
1: it was i needed a lot of breaks a quick summary so the story of a friend of the family is the story of jan broberg she was a young girl growing up in idaho Mm -hmm. in the 1970s she was mormon her family was lds there was a family in their ward, the Birch tolds, and the father of that family, who they called B, Gross. Um, became very close with Jan and her sisters. Uh, eventually,
0: <laughs> leading to, to really
1: <laughs> inappropriately close,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and eventually kidnapped Jan when she was twelve. Twelve, and took her to Mexico, uh, gets caught, they come back. Somehow he evades any significant jail time because of problems in the judicial system, but also the stupidity of Jan's
0: parents. Right. And then a couple of years later, he abducts her again. She, she is convinced to run away to him. And he, yes. you know, hides her from her family out of state. Yes.
1: In the meantime, between the first abduction and the second... He has an affair with her mom. He also had had at least one sexual encounter with her father. I mean, <laughs> it is such a messy, horrific story. It's just like hard to even believe that yes. something like this happened.
0: An important element that you've missed in your synopsis is that upon her first abduction, he basically convinces her that she is like the sole female Sole remaining female member of an alien race um, needed to like repopulate. Mm-hmm. And he is this, the male counterpart of this mission. And mm-hmm. she, a 12 year old upon her first moon cycle, mm-hmm. um, will need to marry and have sex with him and have children with him.
1: Yeah. So they have this mission to save this alien race by having a child together before she's 16. Yes. Stipulation. If they fail in this mission, she'll her soul will be vaporized and her sister will be blinded. Her father will be killed. Her little sister will be will take her place as needing to do this thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean he creates this whole story. Yeah. And he's like Distorting his voice and using some like a recording. Yeah. Yeah. To send to give her these messages. I mean, right. it's incredibly strange and convoluted. Mm-hmm. But she is really young and <laughs> she accepts that she has this mission to fulfill and that it needs to be a secret. And that uh this whole race is depending
0: on her I mean this series has everything I was thinking about it this series has all my favorite things Mm -hmm. Mormons Idaho it's the 70s Uh uh-huh I I just hate it (laughs) I hate it so much
1: that had like Stefan from SNL vibes like this club has everything (laughs) also this is not the first time we've encountered the story of Jan Broberg so no in 2017, Netflix released a documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight about this story featuring Jan and her family. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so we've seen that. We saw that years ago, and we're like, whoa,
0: what a crazy story. Yeah. And I feel like everybody saw that. Like we yeah. were all talking about it. We were all talking about the dad giving the a hand, hand, a job. hand job. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. iconic.
1: And and the sort of backlash when that came out, and Jan Brogberg talks about this, she was surprised by how much people were like, your parents are stupid and yeah. should be held accountable. Like, they should have known better. And she was like, oh, no. Like, people are missing the nuance. Like, he was a predator. He groomed them, not just me. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And so this new series on peacock mm-hmm. is meant to sort of provide more nuance about how horrible b was not just to jam but to her parents yeah was sort of what i picked up from interviews with the now like six-year-old jam Roberg.
0: right and it like certainly does provide more nuance but it also just gives us as the audience more opportunity to again say your parents failed you. They're morons. Like how many times can that mom catastrophically fuck up? Yeah. Like over and over and over. I'm just like screaming at the TV.
1: How are you having sex with the person who just kidnapped your 12 year old daughter and took her to Mexico and married her there? And you're like, oh no, he's just depressed. Right, and when he depressed. tells you, no, I did it to be close to you. I did it because I'm in love with you. You believe that? They even at that point knew he had been open about like, I have a fixation for on your daughter. Like I'm, I don't, I. it's a problem. I know, but it's, it is what it is. They knew that.
0: Can we talk about why? a person like Marianne Broberg Jan's mom or Jan herself might be more susceptible to um being preyed on by somebody like B because i think it probably has a lot to do with their upbringing yeah. within a certain religion.
1: Yeah, a certain religion we all are familiar with. No, i think you're 100% right that um you know when we talk about grooming typically we're talking about An adult grooming a child because there is that um, disparity in the dynamic, right? Like an adult has more experience, more knowledge of the world. And so they're in a position to prey on a child who does not have those things. Mm -hmm. And so to talk about be grooming these adults, (laughs) we're acknowledging that there is a disparity there in terms of like
0: awareness mm-hmm. like experience savvy mhm
1: yeah and these parents were truly lacking in mm-hmm. the kind of know-how that adults should have
0: right and they had the same blind trust to to some extent that Jan had, you mm-hmm. know, this man is a priesthood holder. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a lovely family and a mm-hmm. wife that we know and look at how nice his kids are. And um, he was on the high council. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, So he couldn't possibly, even for a
1: couple of days after he had first abducted, abducted Jan, they did not call the police. They did not report it because even though their daughter is gone and they Mm -hmm. don't know where she is, except that she's with this man. They're like, no, it couldn't. He couldn't possibly.
0: They're so concerned with slandering him.
1: Yeah. They don't want to get the police involved. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They don't want to get the police involved. It would be, it would get really ugly. They're so, concerned about how his wife feels and what his wife wishes Mm -hmm. they're letting her call the shots for some reason Mm -hmm. it's truly stunning like
1: you have an actual child your child who you your role is to protect this child Mm -hmm. and you have an adult man and you're putting his protection as a higher priority than your child's I mean that's what you're doing
0: yeah. And it seems to be the way that things are handled during that time within that, within the church. And, uh, you know, to be real, probably still is handled much that way. Mm-hmm. I can remember, I think it was the bishop who is portrayed in the show who, um, the casting. Oh, A plus casting. They,
1: yeah, they cast a pr- someone who is truly capable of displaying like, that mormon naive mm-hmm. infuriatingly um naive yeah uh persona like like i would rather be a naive sucker than know the truth like yeah. they found that guy right it, it
0: unbelievable mm-hmm. uh- they cast it's like they found a real bishop
1: no i was like this is their real bishop there's no way this is an actor it's too good
0: yeah yeah but anyway so that bishop um obviously um or not obviously but that bishop did um he was more in the know than anybody else yep. he knew the extent of B's disgusting proclivities hmm from before he ever abducted jan and it was handled the way that these things um can tend to be handled in the church mm-hmm. which is um like it church wasn't. discipline yeah. and it's not handled yeah so but i can remember from the documentary i i from abducted in plain sight the documentary and i think it was the bishop who said this he said something like um well i'm not just gonna ruin this guy's life mm-hmm you know like that's not the kind of person i am and this is what he's saying today yeah when interviewed and i could be wrong it could have been a different player but either way it was like somebody very much in the know in the church in this case knew what was going on
1: yeah i'm not just gonna ruin this guy's life um so a little more context for the senior talking about in in uh, a friend of the family it's later in the series it's the second time Jan has gone missing or like the third time, really, technically, because mm-hmm. she also went up to Wyoming for a while. But anyway, um, and there's this FBI agent who meets with her bishop and is like, look, we're not treating this as an abduction. We're treating it as a runaway because we don't have evidence that B is involved. But if you know anything mm-hmm. that you haven't told us. We need to know what that is. And honestly, the bishop resists. He's like, "No, no, no. But then finally, the guy gets him to talk, and the bishop tells him that B was excommunicated because he confessed to raping Jan before the first abduction, yeah, when she was 12. At this point, she was like 14.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um the family didn't even know. That he had done those things. That he had been excommunicated. The, the the ward didn't even tell her parents. Right. Instead they had like a church disciplinary council. For B and excommunicated him. And he supposedly was repentant. And so they let it go. And even when he then after that abducted her. They didn't tell authorities. They didn't tell her parents. When she went missing again. They didn't tell authorities. They didn't tell her parents. That to me was the point of like. (laughs) My rage was so high. There's just no way I could have continued with this show if we weren't watching it for the podcast. No. But like, you know, we know from all the recent reporting that's been going on about church policies around protecting abusers. And maintaining the confidentiality of these horrifying confessions that the church has a pattern of protecting abusers over victims. This is not a story that existed just in the 70s and the problems have been fixed. Like, not at all.
0: And, like, particularly men. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, although he did get excommunicated, I mean, he should have been, the police should have been called and he should have yes. been put in jail, whatever. But, like, later in the series, you see um, Marianne Broberg, Jan's mom, get excommunicated for having an affair with Bea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it's just like, I don't know, there's just, it, there's an imbalance. The
1: consequences know?
0: are the same. The consequences are the same, <laughs> which is doesn't crazy. make any sense yeah
1: they both got excommunicated and refellowshipped eventually yeah. so yeah it's equating having an affair which is you know not ideal it's unsavory yeah with, with repeatedly raping a young child for years those yeah. are not equivalent offenses like get get real here
0: yeah get a grip But I feel like Mormons do have kind of a fucked up idea of like on the sin spectrum, where do things lie? Mm -hmm. You know, like we were talking about in our last episode where like being gay is likened to being a murderer Mm -hmm. or you hear that with like sexual sin, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, and it's just like,
0: are you sure?
1: Yeah, I couldn't help but think about Joseph Smith yeah <laughs> while watching this um yeah so the second time jan is abducted she's 14 and he is pretending not to be involved but he's also still in communication with her family saying i've heard from jan and she'll come home if Ugh. you let her marry me such a creep and at that point thank goodness her parents had realized he was a monster and had stopped cooperating with him finally finally but um even they were horrified right at the uh-huh. suggestion that their 14-year-old marry him and he kept insisting like she wants to be treated like an adult she's an adult now she's ready to make this decision and they were like no no even these super naive people who had uh-huh. really fucked up were like no way a 14-year-old cannot marry a 30 something year old man and i was like
0: there it is yeah they said the thing because the
1: founder of your church did literally that
0: i want to see jake lacy play joseph smith oh with the same energy yeah let's talk about that let's talk about that energy so jake lacy absolute is an absolute slay on the show yes you may know
1: him from the office sure last seasons of the office from
0: girls he was in a movie with jenny slate
1: oh i'm trying to think of the name of that movie
0: shoot oh I let me look know. it up the christmas inheritance oh yeah that's a good netflix christmas movie if you're on the market for one
1: obvious child is the jenny slate movie he said oh. oh
0: he's also in how to be single with them oh, dakota johnson yeah. and leslie man i love that movie
1: yeah So he's been in a lot of things. You know him. You'll see his face and you'll be like, ah, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah." But I don't know if he's ever going to recover from this role.
1: (laughs) Well, so when we were at your house for Thanksgiving, we watched the Thanksgiving Day parade. And because he's on like a Netflix peacock show, he was like trotted out as one of the peacock celebrities to to announce. Co host. Yeah. To announce floats at the parade. And I was like, really, peacock? Yeah, the the pedophile. Like, this is yeah, who you're trotting out on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and he's so great, and obviously like a normal person. But like, man, he just uh he executed the character a little bit too well. I'm afraid.
1: Unfortunately, he will never be the same. For no, no, no. Any viewer,
0: and it's a really like really. Interesting evolution throughout the show. Like obviously at the beginning, he's very, he just like blends right in, like with everybody else's energy. He's really, I don't know, what's even the word just so sickly sweet and Mm -hmm. innocent and Mormon. Mm -hmm. And then as the show progresses, obviously we find out that he's evil, but you it's also written all over his face. Like that man by the middle, you know, maybe by the fourth or fifth episode, there is like a darkness. Mm-hmm. about him his like face is different mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound so... like mom his countenance changes. His, count- his countenance changes okay yeah. um yeah he's a total creepazoid but you know god bless him
1: <laughs> i mean uh the casting in general i thought was great yeah. like I anna so too, pack the as the mom colin yeah
0: hanks the colin dad. hanks that he's, was a choice it that was yeah. good
1: so before we started recording katie you were saying how sometimes you envy folks who have no background in mormonism uh, when you're watching something like this and you think like what would it be like to watch this and like really have no frame of reference for it
0: yeah sometimes i feel like i just can't uh, like i can't tell how i really feel about something mm-hmm you know i wish that i could it's so loaded Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: and uh with this show especially because i was feeling like i don't think i like this i don't necessarily know if i am enjoying this at all Mm -hmm. but is it just because it's making me so mad because of my personal experiences and just general know-how that most people don't have Mm -hmm. um or is it just bad yeah (laughs) It's also weird, like, I do feel like if Jan and her family weren't directly involved with the making of these shows, which they have been, which, I mean, number one is a little weird. But if they weren't, I would feel very, like, gross about this show existing, Mm -hmm. you know? I'd be
1: like, Well, do we we? think it's a little weird that they're involved, though, because of the Mormon connection, too? Because, like... Mm -hmm any other true crime show if the actual victim was involved wouldn't you think like oh good they're getting to tell what really happened Mm -hmm. but there's something about like this family being lds i don't know if they still are it's unclear Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: there are some things they i've seen them say in like documentaries and interviews that make me think they are and some things Mm -hmm. that make me think they're not but regardless their um their lds background makes me trust them
0: less for sure i trust i do not trust their judgment for yeah. sure or their motives fully might their, be good. their
1: motives yeah their perception of what happened yeah um, there are some like comments in the series that are a little bit sympathetic to mormonism like mm-hmm. there's a scene where the fbi agent is driving jan home after the final abduction and he says to her like your faith maybe contributed to you getting into this situation, but it's what's gonna get you out of it too. Which
0: like okay. something like that doesn't and need I to was be just like,
1: ooh, what? Yeah. That's after he's met with the bishop who's who revealed how much the faith um did not protect this child.
0: Right. Really? Clearly That's it's not a safe place for her. Right. Yeah. That I was I had to I had to rewind and watch it again because I was like Did he really just say that? Because he says, even though it may have gotten you into this situation or whatever. I can't remember how he words it. And I'm like, why did they say that? Right. Why did they write that? Or um,
1: stupid. I read a New York Post article about the Brobergs that accompanied the release of this series in October 2022. And there's this really strange quote from Marianne Broberg. Where she says, she's now 84 years old, and she says she still feels ashamed of falling for Birchhold's con, but mm-hmm. she says I never want to see him. I hope he's not in heaven, or I'm not going. Do you I... think he could be in heaven? I mean, I know what you think. I'm talking about Marianne.
0: Does she well, honestly... I'm just trying to I'm trying to get in her head. I don't think so i mean like according to her beliefs like no
1: but just the fact that that's what she's thinking about yeah right now when she thinks about this man who raped and abducted her daughter and and manipulated her Mm -hmm. and almost destroyed her entire family like i hope he's not in heaven when i die
0: what okay that oh, is why does just, that make me so mad
1: it makes me mad it makes me sad it makes me resentful it's just like i can't even fully articulate why but like why is that what you're thinking about yeah. number one it's so mormon to be like let me totally. think about the next life like what Ugh. the fuck think yeah. right now you're alive please <laughs> could you yeah on that and then could you also, check
0: into this life please right
1: and also, you, the God you believe in would put you back in a situation where you're going to see that guy? Really? And, and sure, maybe you think that because he was in your ward after he raped your daughter and nobody told you anything. So sure, maybe you think God is capable of that, but it's so fucking
0: sad. Yeah, it's so sad. And like, can we just stop thinking about you? Like, can we just sure. like... Mm oh no maybe you'll encounter him again in the next life okay yeah. who the fuck cares yeah Marianne.
1: that's an interesting point so um along with a friend of the family peacock released a documentary called a friend of the family true evil so there's abducted in blind sight a friend of the family this true evil documentary there's so much content about this story um, and this Peacock documentary was terrible. I mm-hmm. hated it. It was awful. But um, there is a scene where Jan and her sisters and her mom are sitting around a table, and the interviewer, who frankly did a terrible job, was you know asking questions, and Marianne was just like I, I still feel so much shame. Like uh, I'm so miserable, you know, whatever. And her kids, her daughters, her grown daughters, including Jan, who was the victim, are like, please don't. Please stop. Please yeah. let it go. Please mm-hmm. let that go. Mm-hmm. Your self loathing is not helping anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, man get over yourself. Yeah, I'm sure Jan more than anything would love it if everybody could just let it go.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> like
0: he's dead. Oh yeah, we didn't mention at the end, he kills himself. Yeah. Yay! Many, many years later. Sure, sure, sure. But like, you know, at the end of the day, he, he's killed, he, uh, he finished the job. I'm so glad. So coming back to your comment
1: about like, you wish you didn't have the frame of reference I was thinking about like the things in this series that were really familiar Mm -hmm. or that we have a frame of reference for and so it just makes it all the more loaded Mm -hmm. um one of those things strangely is the alien story Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I feel like if you have some maybe there are other people with religious backgrounds but specifically a Mormon background you hear this alien story and you're like, I mean, this is crazy. But as a Mormon child, there's enough familiarity in it to maybe latch on to
0: it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially if it... you're protecting yourself from trauma and you just need to make sense of what's happening to you. Sure.
0: sure. In within Mormonism, within like Mormon history, um, you know, there are plenty of visions of angels, revelations, mm-hmm. etc.,
1: other planets,
0: sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you're a righteous member of the church, there's you know no reason to think that you couldn't also, uh, you know, be privy to such magic. Yep. Um, so obviously, this is like a twisted alien outer spacey kind of version of that Mm -hmm. sort of story but like whatever if a trusted priesthood holder who like your parents trust especially Mm -hmm. like you're gonna just like hold their hand and let them and go you through it yep and that was um uh, that's what makes it like especially upsetting as you watch it is just and i think a lot of kids would be susceptible to this sort of thing sure but some more than others, you know, some mm-hmm. who are already constantly fed, like, bullshit, sort of, like, fairy tale, religious nonsense. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No offense. <laughs> Whatever. You know. Yep. Um, Like Jan, it's just a little too relatable.
1: Yeah. The other aspect of her buying into the alien story is her sense that she has this mission to fulfill that only she can fulfill. And that is very Mormon messaging, um, and that the stakes are so high, right? Um, okay. like, I think about so <clears throat> when I was a baby, when I was like a year old, I had surgery. i had I was born with like a minor heart condition. Mm-hmm. And so I had this surgery as a really little baby. And my parents obviously were really worried about it and applied their Mormon framework of faith to that experience and felt like they had this confirmation that I was going to come out of surgery okay because I had this really unique and important mission to fulfill in my life. And from as as young as I can remember, I was told that, like- mm. Um, I was told, you know, the day you went into surgery, I received this strong confirmation that you would survive because of this mission you have to fulfill. And so I grew up with this idea, like something about me is special. I have some kind of work to do. I better figure out what it is. Hmm. I don't think that that is an unusual experience for a Mormon kid to have. The framing is maybe unique but you know that messaging is not Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: so if you're being told that and then along comes this mission
0: yeah wow great at least you've never told me that
1: really Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's very um unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs>
1: no, I, you know, I didn't know I didn't like it until I was yeah. much older and I was yeah. like what the hell was that? What am yeah. I supposed to do with that? I was also another like weird <laughs> correlating story. Um when I was born my parents gave me a different name. They had picked a different name for me. And they were like unsure about it. So they waited to fill out the birth certificate. And then my mom had a dream. That my name was Elisa. And she called our grandma. Her mom. And told her. And my grandma said I had the same dream. What? So I was also raised with this story. About my name being super meaningful. And there being this kind of like cosmic. Synchronicity. That led to. me getting this name and i would be like oh my gosh when is it gonna become apparent to me why i have this name
0: (laughs) alisa i hate to say it but i flipped and i think that you might have like a cosmic spiritual mission on earth no no i don't think so bud if grandma said (laughs) grandma said she had a dream about it too so
1: yeah but you know
0: grandma said a lot of things so everybody's just making stuff up i think everybody's making stuff up like what is up with that can everybody just
1: stop and i mean i don't think it's insidious i don't think our parents were like let's tell her she has i think they genuinely were scared out of their minds that their one-year-old was having surgery and we're like we need her to survive we need to believe and when it happened they
0: were like there it is confirmation of our belief let's tell her how special she is right yeah That's all. But also,
1: (sighs) yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Thanks for sharing. I
1: was lucky that no one ever exploited that for me, you know, Mm -hmm. but it could have been
0: very easily exploited if someone wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you came out all right. Yeah. So that you can fulfill your mission. (laughs) (laughs) I am a little bit hurt. That I don't have any such stories. Like I don't have any like cosmic beginnings or Uh missions, or uh, there were no expectations of me. It was just, (laughs) you know. Do you feel a little less out, bud? Um, I don't know. I think it sounds about right. (laughs) You know, unfortunately. I don't think that if there had been some expectation set that I would have met it so
1: you've you've exceeded all of my hopes and dreams i've done
0: so much i have done so much mom and dad you should be so proud (laughs) if you're listening to this turn it off if you're listening to this please stop (laughs) but also love you please be proud of us yeah we're doing it together i know we're sisters i mean like
1: like, yeah i was told i had this mission to fulfill but they've never told me i did a good job at it (laughs) it's just more reason to be disappointed
0: in me um but i think that's where i come in because your mission maybe was to just be my sister yeah and you've done a really good job good
1: right back at you thanks we did
0: it we did it we can be done (laughs) Uh, what else is there to say about this show oh speaking of sisters speaking of sisters so we mentioned earlier that jan according to the whole plot that b had set up for her Um, She was under the impression that if by the time she turned 16, she hadn't gotten pregnant, that her little sister Susie would take her place. Now this is like little, little sister, probably like 12, probably like four years younger than her or something like that. Very little girl. And so it's like, I think this was the night of her the night before her 16th birthday or something like that. She goes to Susie's room while she's asleep. She wakes her up and she says, if I ever do anything bad to you and you don't understand why, it's because I love you.
1: Yeah. And there's a whole scene where it's like, you think she might try and kill
0: Susie to. Yeah. Forget. There's a gun. She has a gun for some reason.
1: Based on the documentaries and things I read, I don't think that really happened
0: i'm glad and you know what i know it didn't happen because Susie rolls over and goes back to sleep but (laughs) i can say without a doubt as a little sister i would have been screaming if you said something like that to me that's terrifying and to be honest you did say shit like that to me all the time except way creepier
1: What you'd like
0: put on a voice, hundred percent.
1: Shut up, Katie. We can't put this in the podcast. You just told me my mission was to be your sister, and I did a great job.
0: And And now you're prepared me for all sorts of horrifying circumstances by being the boogeyman.
1: Look, I knew that this was coming because there's been that TikTok trend that's like, let's talk about the trauma of our our older sisters have caused us, and I've just been waiting for you to come at me with it. Mm -hmm.
0: It was like the scary part about it was that it was always like kind of few and far between so you'd mm-hmm. space out it'd be like every few months you'd hit me with a a butter knife to the neck or like what? a new story 100% I have no memory of that okay well it happened what you're not gonna hurt me <laughs> you're just trying to scare me or you'd say like I'm not a Lisa like this isn't your sister and you'd pretend you were like I don't know
1: Yeah. Um, I remember telling you there was a man in a Santa costume who was going to kidnap you. Okay. Look, I'm not proud of it.
0: I And I'm okay with it. I'm just saying it (laughs) happened.
1: I can't really explain where it came from. I think I had been so terrorized by our brother
0: yeah, that it was a little bit of like a, this is my job. It's my time. Yeah. I get that. And and I'm going to keep it light. Yeah, um, and like I think that I was probably like a really fun target because I was (laughs) way younger than you and such a scaredy cat. Mm -hmm. Like everything you said, I probably just like flipped my lid, yeah, you know. But we were also pretty tight, so you were able to like get a rise out of me and then be like, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, yeah, you know, don't worry, (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah. But I, I mean, uh, all the time, mom isn't your real mom i you know
1: yeah i know katie i'm sorry about that i for what it's worth i was told the same things chris would always be like you've been you were adopted Mm -hmm. nobody that's nobody even wants you here why don't you just
0: go (laughs) such a jerk (laughs) and and you know what to be fair as we've gotten older and since we've both been adults i mean the tables have turned once more and i now you terrorize um, me yeah Always you have yeah. you
1: always have the upper hand with us.
0: Yeah. Well cuz you are just more frightened than I am. <laughs> you know, this has turned into like a nice little sisters episode.
1: I love that we had this beautiful moment of like we're we're sisters, we're doing it all together. We're in it together. And how quickly it turned <laughs> to hurling accusations. But no, without I mean,
0: without that history like we would have no leg to stand on yeah you know it's important it's all been important yeah we've come we've come through it together and you know we we never fought Mm -mm. we always got along but you know you gotta mess with each other a little bit
1: every now and then it's healthy Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah but if
1: i had come to you and been like if i ever hurt you it's because I love you, you would have been like, Ma. Yeah.
0: I would have been like, wait, say that again. Elyse is threatening me.
1: But there had been at this point years of Jan acting crazy. So it's, it's likely her sister was just like, I don't know, chalk Get it out up. My room, go to sleep. So what happens that night is she's expecting to be vaporized and it doesn't happen. Right. And that's when she finally starts to realize, like, wait. This story wasn't real
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she has like to fully deconstruct her reality because she has spent her entire like teenagerhood thinking aliens are gonna get me if I don't have a baby with this adult man. yeah, and it turns out it's not true,
0: yeah, and it I know that it's not how it actually went down in real life, but it was nice for her to get like kind of a happy ending with coming yeah. out to her parents and saying that she'd been raped and like yeah them being supportive um I, I wept
1: during that scene when she was just like i did all these horrible things but i did them to protect you and because i thought i had to and they were like you did not do anything wrong we yeah. did everything wrong we did
0: everything
1: wrong like right. you are innocent yeah and I just thought that was so beautiful. Like, what a perfect way to react to a child who has been a victim.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, that is not even at all what happened. No. I learned from the documentary. she didn't tell her parents that B had raped her for twenty nine years. Mm. So, That's so sad. They, her mom had even written a book about their experiences with B. And she didn't know the full extent mm. of what her daughter had experienced. It She just couldn't, didn't
0: tell uh-huh. them. And like, I can understand that. Like I was thinking while she was sort of coming, you know, letting it all out um, on the couch with both of her parents. I was thinking about how when I was a kid. I wouldn't have been able to just be honest about that sort of thing. You would feel like you were to blame.
1: Yeah. So much shame surrounding it. And I'm sure she had received a lot of messaging that would lead her to feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I know. So this is pretty dark, but um, a teacher at my high school was charged with raping a student. Someone that I knew. Someone who was LDS. She was in our stake. Um, And it was years after the fact. That charges were brought forward. Um, But learning about the case. And what had happened to her. I found out that. She had confessed to a bishop. When she was like 18. Or 19. Mm. That she'd had sex with this married teacher. And the bishop. Told her to repent Mm -hmm. um and that she was committing adultery and that was the reaction instead of oh my goodness you were groomed and raped by a person with authority over you when before you were legally of age Mm -hmm. it was you have committed Mm. sin terrible terrible right but that is i think probably a fairly common experience Mm -hmm.
0: at the very least you would get some sort of well were you yeah xyz Mm -hmm. yeah right which is terrible is terrible
1: yeah the church does not come out smelling like a rose when you
0: take in this whole story no man the past year or two has just been a campaign against the church in uh, po- <laughs> popular media
1: man that's how the mormons feel for sure yeah is that I they're am... being
0: persecuted i'm loving every minute of it i mean didn't love every minute of this show no. it was a real slog but you know for the most part yeah I- and we've made a podcast about it sure <laughs> so thanks
1: thanks for the content but The difference between, yeah, there being this just stream of media that is shedding light on some pretty unsavory aspects of the church. The difference between that and actual persecution Mm -hmm. is that persecution is unwarranted, Mm -hmm. right? The idea that Mormons are being persecuted without deserving it is what's so silly. Like, stories like Under the Banner of Heaven or this right that show like horrific crimes being done that are shielded and protected by the church or even encouraged by the church in some ways right like through under the banner of heaven and like blood atonement and all that i mean showing those truths is not persecution no it's fair game right we promise to Take a couple of weeks on the pod to lighten it up after this. Oh,
0: you bet we will. Honestly, it's going to be quite the streak of uplifting content.
1: Yeah. It's Christmas. We're going to talk about just cheerful times.
0: Yeah. Just silliness and the birth of Christ. And then we've got something real nice cooked up for January. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be... Genuinely yeah. exciting. Yeah, not a no not a not a crime in sight. I as far <laughs> as I know. <laughs> Yikes, unless we dig some of them up. You know. No digging.
1: Yeah. Hopefully like Hulu and Peacock and everybody will chill out on the criminal Mormon content for a minute.
0: Yeah, let's give the Mormons a break. Let's yeah. give us a break. Yeah. Really. Please.
1: In the meantime, thanks to all of you for listening, watching on YouTube, for sending us episode ideas. We love mm-hmm. that. Um, We definitely, like, track all of that. Things are coming, you know. One episode a week. We only have so much that we can cover, mm-hmm. but we're getting to it all, we promise. Mm-hmm. Um, Email us anytime at pleaseblesspod at gmail.com. Follow us everywhere at pleaseblesspod tiktok instagram twitter youtube like and subscribe
0: Mm -hmm. leave us a nice
1: review yeah that would be great i do think that on apple Podcasts, there's like a little bit of fear to be the first one to write the review Mm.
0: so just go for it you know yeah say whatever's in your heart as long as it's nice
1: yeah we have some great ratings but get in there and write a little review Yeah.
0: It won't go unnoticed. We will. I mean, our first review, I mean, you might get a shout out on the podcast. A hundred
1: percent. You will get a
0: please bless this reviewer for sure. There it is. There's the incentive. You want some attention? You got it. it. Oh yeah. In
1: the meantime, please bless jake lacy's career that it can recover from this that is exactly
0: what i was gonna say Mm -hmm. obviously please bless jan broberg hope she's doing well and her hope she's getting paid yeah amen but jake lacy good luck buddy yep and please bless his podcast yeah amen